Hey, ah, what an amazing life. Uh, today we are talking about creative pursuits, but I'm, I do talk specifically about being creative, but I think this comes without a lens. Like what are the things that you're willing to just go do because you enjoy doing them? And then what would happen if we removed this human filter that tells us it has to have X result or it isn't worthy? Or we remove this filter that says society gets to determine the worth of what it is you have to offer. What if you're determining that and leaving it unquestioned? Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three. And I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, yo, how y'all doing? It is an amazing day. Remember, the sun will come out tomorrow. And it has. <laughs> I can't tell you what that extra vitamin does to the skin, to my feelings, to my aura, to my existence, to everyone's existence. We're all just in this brighter place. And if you're not from Iowa, um, it's like a vibrational shift that happens here. All of a sudden, things start to thaw out and life starts to make more sense. Um, I can't 
explain it. It is a definite shift. I think it's just from being in the house for so long, being cooped up for so long, and you can get outside, but it's not the same. And this, this is it right here. Winter is silent. Silent like I can't even begin to explain. The snow, the lack of birds, it's just quiet. Which is good for rebirth, for growth, for inner reflection, for all of these things. And so I feel like right along with the weather, we all do that too. And then all of a sudden, the noise comes back, the birds come back, and there's noise again. The snow is gone, and so everything isn't just this deafening sense of silence is back. We're back. And as humans, all of a sudden, we begin to exist again. And it has been wonderful to exist with all of my fellow Iowans here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is great to see you and know you and love you and experience seasons of growth like this. Yes. And so we're coming out of our homes. We are remembering what it is like to experience one another. And this is kind of the first normal spring since the pandemic. So it's like elevated right? It's different. It's just a different level. We can't even begin to explain it, but it hits different. It is hitting different. We are different. We cannot be the same. We cannot even fake the same. It's different. And so we're experiencing things and it's wonderful. It's just great. And my great thing, which is how we'll start our day, is like showing back up and loving every second of it. And I I know when I started, I committed to like just helping one person. And when I somehow did that within the first month from there, it was like, well, there's nothing left to do here except for just continue doing if it feels good, if it feels right. And (laughs) it always feels right to come back here. It always feels right to pull up to this microphone standing or sitting or whatever we choose to do that day and have these conversations. There's no rhyme or reason. This is just us. Like we're hanging out. Like we're sitting here and getting some coffee today. Just you and me. I don't know who else is here, but we don't see them. I just see you. We're just right here. And I love that about this work. I love that it's never been about where it goes or how many people it gets to. It's just been about doing things for the sake of doing them. Doing them because not doing them feels incomplete. Days where I don't pod, it's like, what? Who is this? And while it's nice to take a breath over the weekend, it always feels better to get back here on Monday. Always. And every day. Waking up. This is a place of release. This is a place of solitude. This is a place to come back to every day. And I can't talk enough about how important that was for me. There were moments that I 
couldn't have got through without having this very outlet. And then we created more outlets from there and it felt even better. And even in the things that I didn't feel comfortable or confident in, we found ways, we found ways to create out of this one small piece of creation. And some things are just meant to grow us to the next phase. And some things are meant to blow up and become something more. But we don't decide that. It's just a rather comical way that we operate in this universe. It's <laughs> wonderful and terrible all in the same breath. And we got to stop taking it so serious. And I remember in the beginning of this work when I really did take this serious and I really did do all the things that I could do to make this a thing, to make sure that this was successful. And now it's just like, well, yeah, that's wonderful. But more wonderful than that is being a human. It's doing things that you love that you feel excited about. And I didn't do that for such a long time. So it felt like I needed this. Only this. Nothing else. But that drastic approach came from this, the lack the lack was speaking, and it was speaking true, and it was speaking right. It was not wrong. We did need to dive all the way into this. And now we know we can be less serious about that. We can, like, cosmically weave and wave and bob and nod and work in this world doesn't have to be any one thing. It can be all things, but it should be true things and whole things. And we should just let them come in and out. We should let ideas flow like a river. Oh, this is philosophical. Yes. Let them flow. Let them go. Let them happen. And that's where we are. And that's my great thing. I know that it hasn't always been that way, but it's feeling that way now where this is just an understanding of, of play and outlet. And this has created so many other things. And that's why, like, this doesn't have to be this perfectly polished thing. It just has to be done. Just do, just do and see where you get from there. Because I got frustrated when, with myself when I was just consciously conscious. I was conscious of this inability to move or do or get things done. And it was annoying. And so then I just said, like, then stop saying it. If we're not going to do anything about it, then quit talking about it. And I wanted to keep talking about it. So... I forced myself to do something, anything, didn't matter what it was. We'd figure it out. And 
I feel grateful to still be in the figuring out phase of all of this. And I believe that we're always in seasons of figuring out with seasons that also just get lucky once in a while. And then seasons that are terrible in the same breath that they were wonderful in. That's just life. So more than anything, I think just continuing to do anything in this world is beautiful and magical. And you don't know what that seed is going to plant. You can't. You should just know what's lighting you up and what's exciting about something. And you should be able to go follow that. And I am excited that we'll be going into our fourth year this year. Like, can you even with this personal journal podcast come on we were personal journal podcasting before it was a category okay before we even knew what that was and we're we're four years in it became a category this year So sometimes you just got to follow what feels right, even if there's no canvas, there's no template, there's no way for you to know if this works without just throwing the paint on the canvas, just doing it, figuring it out as you go because you find it exciting, (laughs) because you want to explore this, not always because it makes perfect sense but always because it's flowing, always because you're knowing you can do this. You can do this. And I I don't know, I guess I'm just excited to still be doing this and to still be called to this. And I don't even know that it's a calling as much as it's just a continuance of doing and figuring out. And it feels great. That's it. That's all. That's a great thing. We're still doing. And I know that that's a great thing a lot. But once in a while, I force myself to reflect on that because it's not going to stop being a great thing. It will be one of the greatest things that I ever did for myself. And so we'll come back and we'll reflect on that. And it'll be a great thing more than you probably even want to hear about. But that's the truth. There aren't going to be people celebrating you in this season, potentially. There are seasons of low where people just completely avoid you because you might have gone crazy. And I always suggest that you pay close attention in those seasons. Because the people who are for you will never abandon ship. The people who are going to be with you when all of a sudden you make it. Yeah, they weren't there during that last season. And so it's, it's good to pay close attention to the ones that were. Yeah. Okay. 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 So many kids in our house. So let's do a roundup. Oh no, that isn't. So let's, yeah. Anyways, Encanto, don't worry about it. It's just Disney. I don't know. I have kids. Listen, we know some songs. We know some Disney songs or absolutely all of them. And we sing them intermixedly into our entire day and we can't help it. And we won't help it because Disney's, Disney shows have wonderful soundtracks, usually always. Okay. 
that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. Here is the deal. I took a picture of my kids on Monday. They had over some of their very best friends and they got to play all day because they're all on spring break. And I love being able to host that. This is a life that I couldn't even have dreamt of. This is certainly a life that I was complaining about from my corporate office desk going, yeah, well, it must be so nice to be one of those mothers who just has all the time in the world and they can take pictures of their kids on spring break. And of course they can have friends over and they can all have snacks and they could just have that house. And I would have been so spiteful and mad, just mad at that person, at their ability to do that because mad is easier. Oh my gosh. It was so easy to just be pissed about everything. And I was specifically mad about that. And not because I so much wanted that life, in quotation, because I just wanted another thing to be mad about. Because that emotion is easier. That definitely is the default for me and probably for most people because anger is not motion. It feels passionate and fueled and wonderful because we finally feel excited about something, but it's not actual movement. And a lot of people feel like it is because it forces things into motion. But most of those things that are being forced into motion are forced out of dramatic energy. And so it's not actually doing anything other than finally releasing this steam that you've been holding on to for really no good reason but it's not action. And so we stay there because it's comfortable, because it's easier to just to point fingers than to be accountable for the reasons that we're mad, for the reasons that we can or cannot do something. It's just easier. And it was so easy to sit at my corporate desk and point out all the reasons why I couldn't leave there and couldn't be that kind of mom. And... It just was. And this spring break, I got to be that mom. And I also remember being the angry, spiteful, hateful mom. Yay me. So many seasons. <laughs> but it was wonderful. And here's why it was so wonderful. Because I have these kids who go into their craft room and have been crafting for almost a year now, planning and preparing for this very day. Okay. We never knew when it was going to happen. They just have always been dreaming of this day. And this day was supposed to be this art sale. Okay. And their form of art is basically repurposing garbage on top of garbage. So like toys that have broken, but they fixed with paper and string and different things, or just putting paper and string and <laughs> pictures and putting it all together. And they have boxes and boxes and boxes of this stuff that they have created from essentially nothing. Okay. And so it's rocks with things hot glued to it, or it's paper with 
different globs of hot glue that maybe make something in an avant-garde way. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of creativity. It's like sewed fabric together with, um, fluff in the middle for like Barbie pillows. It, it, it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful sale of many things. All of it created from garbage, basically. And they've been doing this every time that they've come over for a play date, making more for this sale one day. They literally were selling like paper umbrellas that I think they probably took from some sort of party that they all pocketed some and they were selling them for, I don't know, a dollar, two for a dollar <laughs> now that I'm remembering right. And they might have been in drinks. They've probably been used before. I have no idea. But this was the cool thing. One, it's cool that you can have a vision that sticks with you for that long. Because they had a vision for this sale for probably a year and a half now. This sale. And they have been working. Every time that they got together, they came back, they created more, they boxed it, and they saved it for this day. So this day was the day that they got to have the sale. And it kind of happened rather... It wasn't like this big plan that we were going to do the sale that day. We got there... They came over, they crafted for a while, and then they were like, Mom, we're ready. We're ready for this sale. I was like, okay, where are we setting it up? What? And the whole crowd goes wild. We can have this sale. We've been waiting for so long to have this sale. And everybody's screaming. The littles are screaming and they're all running around in a circle. And it's the most amazing spout of energy that I've ever experienced. And I'm the mom that gets to give them this. So can you even imagine getting to be that person? And so they're jumping up and down and they're so pumped and they start to put together a game plan. and They're taking all the stuff out and they lay it all out on the tables and no one comes. And I'm like, well, I mean, A, it's spring break. B, it's a teeny tiny town. C, we weren't like saying that we were doing this sale. We just came up with it five minutes ago that we were going to do this. So it might be, it might be tough. And here it is. They didn't do what I would have done, right? Where I just like sink back in my chair because creatively I'm going, oh no. It's not working. No one's liking it. No one's showing up. This must all suck. That must be why. Nope. Nobody was coming. And they started to assess the space. Mom, listen. You watch this, this sale. We're going to go in and we're going to make flyers to hand out to the neighbors. Because they just don't know that this exists. But if they did, <laughs> they'd be here. So we're going to make some flyers. Okay. That makes sense. So they go into the house. They make the flyers. And then they go door to door. Just to the neighbors that we know. That we know are also home. And they knock on the doors. They explain what's going on. What's happening. And a neighbor comes over. And trust me. 
I am sure that he probably thought that there was someone actually guiding this art experience and that maybe they had put together something rather magical and wonderful. And I'm not sure if it lived up to his expectations or not, but he left with $2 worth of things. Yeah. And after he left, they were obviously excited because they had sold their art to a real human person. And they wanted more. <laughs> Listen. And so no one was coming to the sale. And so they assessed the situation again. They asked for the table to be brought to the front of the curb, not sitting back in the garage sale, because again, they were certain. This just isn't, the market just isn't right. We need to be more visible. People don't know that this is happening, but if they did, they'd be here. So, let's go. So we brought the table down to the curb. They sat there for a while, no one's stopping. They're yelling at cars, they're yelling at walkers. I mean, if you, <laughs> people probably avoided our house. Like, hey, oh my gosh, I see that you're uh, going on a jog. Just make sure that you don't jog down that street. Yeah. I don't know. Kids are screaming about stuff. It got weird. I like wanted to stop, but I didn't. So I just kept on going and tried to act as if I had headphones in. And yeah, just don't walk down that street. <clears throat> and they kept going. When people weren't stopping, they decided that they needed a sign. They put a sign out. A person finally came over. One of her Blessed neighbors. Thank you, neighbors, for just loving these children right. Okay? I can't feel more blessed than I do for them just coming over and supporting it, not because they needed any of these things, just because they love these kids and they want to support them in whatever they do. And Communities are wonderful like that. Neighbors can be wonderful and magical like that. It is a magical world. And so then they sold some things. They had the signs. They had the whatever. And no one was stopping. And at this point, right, my my adult heart is just going, oh, my gosh, how do we, how do we fix this? And I'm like, ah. So then... Eventually, we it's time to like go inside. We've been outside long enough. We need to kind of go chill a little bit, get some food. Like, let's go inside. And I say to them, hey, it's time to go inside. So we need to pick this all up. And they look at me and they go, okay, okay. We're, we're going to box all of this up for the next sale that we do. And... I'm looking at them with, with love in my heart because, listen, if we're an entrepreneur, like, let's do it. And if you're talking about creative entrepreneurship, I am here for it. Believe in your art. Believe in the beauty of the work that you feel in your heart, that you bring to life in your hands. Do it. If you feel so called to create, create. Continue to perfect that creation continue and not even perfect it. Just continue doing, do whatever you want, period. And 
So they're like, well, we're going to box this up. We're certainly going to do this again. They made $3.25. And they wanted more. And this is what was inspiring to me because here I am just sitting watching them. They see really no returns on their effort. They've been working on this for a year and a half and they made $3.25. And you know what they didn't do? And I sort of expected this because this is me as an adult, right? As a creative entrepreneur who's in and out of doubting themselves all the time. This is what they never did. They never were like, we should change the prices. This must not be good enough. No one wants this art. No. They kept all the price tags on. They packed the art back up and they planned their next approach. Not one time did they question themselves. Not once. They questioned everybody else. Right? They were like, I don't know know what's wrong with this town. (laughs) Um, But it couldn't be us. Couldn't be our art. Couldn't be what we're doing. Must be everyone else. And... I sat there and thought to myself about how inspiring that was because they weren't as serious about their creativeness as sometimes I am of like overanalyzing. They created because they loved creating and they sold it because they believed in what they created and they believed in its worth and They didn't know to question all of that. They didn't even think twice about it. They packed all of it up and they prepared for the next sale. And they probably went back in and created even more. I'm sure there's another box because they live in off that high of selling. And how beautiful is that? And how wonderful is it that all of us possess this ability? That all of us have these same things in us. And I'm sure that society impacts us eventually and forces us to answer those questions. But I'm also sure that your audacious self is in there somewhere because at some point you did the same thing. You were a eight-year-old who believed in a poem or a picture or a craft sale or a book, or a story that you wrote, you are that person. That person is still in there. They are still living in their creative high. 
They're not questioning things. They're just creating because it's fun. Because it's cool to then take that and go bounce it out to the world. But they don't have this special caveat that I have seemed to adopt. That goes, oh, yeah, you created that. And no one's going to like it. You better hold on to it for a while, because what if no one shows up? And then I go back and reflect on all those things. Well, no one showed up, and it was probably me. But I think I ditched that from here. No one showed up because of them. (laughs) As long as we continue showing up in our art, in our creativity, maybe we build that childlike resistance to everyone's expectation and opinion. Because I want to be running craft shows and packing up and questioning the world, but never questioning myself and my worth and my validity in showing up for what I've created. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.